good afternoon, good night, good good morrow. This is episode four of Gigs and Ghosts, where we talk about each week with a, a different guest who will talk about their musical career and also all things spooky, all things dooky, all things ghosty, all things good. This week's guest, Mr. Steve Firth. Hello, Mikey. Hello, Steve. Yeah. I think you're the most successful musician I've had so far. Well, you're only four, in, aren't you? Yeah, but still. <laughs> still, that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. this is uh, yeah, Steve, if you don't know, is a bassist for Land Sharks. That's the main one. And uh, your comedy side project, Embrace. Embrace, yeah, but no one's heard of that. Uh, who else do you play for? Uh, one-sided horse as well, occasionally. But And you've done Evil Blizzard. Oh, yeah, only occasionally when, you know. Caps. Yeah, I just got grabbed and put a mask on and play mm-hmm. along with them. Yeah. So yeah, it's like yeah, so far it's been pretty much people from like punk rock bands and stuff like that. I've never you're the first guest I've had who's actually been on top of the pops. Yep. TFI Friday. Yep. Uh, we ever on CD UK? Yeah, a couple of times. No way did yeah. you meet Cat Yeah, she no, touched me. No way. <laughs> Where? She touched my arm. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Told me to cheer up. <laughs> well, so, and and deck. No, they weren't on, they'd gone by then. No, but Cat Dealey was better anyway. TFI were best. Yeah. They were good. Who was on when you were on TFI? Stereophonics, Tom Jones doing that. One of theirs. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I can't remember. Mm. They all blur into one there a long time ago. I used to love TFI, uh, yeah. TFI Friday. I got into so many bands. I remember seeing Slipknot on that. for the, Their first ever UK performance mm. was on that. But anyway, let's talk about you, Steve. You. So you, of course, have been in Embrace a long time. How long have you been going now? 26 years. 26 years, you see. <laughs> but what is good about Embrace is yeah. that um, it's still the same lineup as when you started. It is, yeah. Um, have you done that? Uh, it kind of works, you know. Uh, we've all got different personalities and it fits together. Yeah. Uh, we've never had a fight, really. Never never come to blows, never gone to bed cross, really. Say that. Say I love you every day. We don't do that, we're not... Uh, <laughs> I mean, we don't go out drinking too often nowadays, but we used to hang around together as well, but everyone lives too far away now from each other. But Yeah, yeah when we get together, it's always fun. And always, it's always nice and got to see each other. Yeah. And you miss each other when you haven't seen each other for a while. It's that thing where when you've been on tour and you come back and you get the post-tour blues when you're not seeing Oh, I get that bad, yeah. yeah. It's like, I was like, it before where we were all out on tour and we got back. And then that night, we are just all texting each other going, do you want to go to the pub? <laughs> you're like, it's like... Well, I mean, the last two we did, it were only two weeks, and uh, got home, and suddenly, just the next day, I thought, that is it, that's it for the album now, yeah. two-week tour, in the old days, we used to do a month around the UK, a month around Europe, then back to the UK, maybe even go to America or Japan, yeah. now it was like two weeks over, and I felt really down for about two weeks afterwards, so this is crap. You know, it's all right, man. I'm all right. I recovered. <laughs> I mean, I've been on tour for so long in the past where you start drinking earlier and earlier, don't you? Yeah. It gets the sound check, and you go, oh, I'll just have a beer sound check, and then it gets to 12 o'clock. And then I remember getting home after a three, after a three or four week tour and like opening the fridge at nine o'clock in the morning and seeing a bottle of Bex in there and reaching for it. Yeah. I'm like, hang on, no, that's, no, no, no. Go. <laughs> hey, you know, it's, a different, it's different rules on the it road. It is, yes. <laughs> so, uh, You've still got a massive fan base. It's never, it's never really fault, does it? You, you like, you're not one of those bands who went up, peaked, and then just dropped off again. You've been able to keep it. How? Why do you think you've got such a loyal fan base? You tell me. 
I've no idea, man. <laughs> not a clue. <laughs> no, it was. Uh, um, oh, we've I'm, never been sort of flavour of the month. We're not quite Britpop. We kind of missed the start of Britpop. Mm-hmm. We're a bit late to the party there, and we took too long between albums. So I don't know. We were never everywhere at once. Yeah, I think it's. Yeah, you didn't. You didn't spunky load too. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely put. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the closest we did to that was when we did the. Um, the football song and that was different league then we were instead of uh, ah, was that for the World Cup yeah and that was that kind of nearly broke the band up to be fair because we, we just we suddenly were in a different level we, we over toured we, we instead of dealing with the enemy and all the music press we were dealing with the sun and the mail and different types oh, of yeah. de- uh, press guys uh, reporters gonna, gonna and they're, say, all, they're quite like, sleazy and yeah, I, I hated it I know that you uh you wouldn't like the Daily Mail or the Sun with your beliefs. <laughs> well, I don't you, like most of them, to be honest. You know what you call a right-wing person, are you? No, you know? no, no. Uh, it was funny. I remember me and Danny, we had to do a lot of the interviews because I'm the only one who knew anything about football because none of them are interested in football at yeah, all, yeah. which is the irony of it. And we had, went down to do like the Sun and the Mail and all these papers like sat in a room doing loads of interviews. Then they said... We go to the park and kick the football around so we can uh, get a few <laughs> shots. And I played football since I was 11. Yeah, but you were still better than everyone else in the world. Well, middle. me and Danny were on the pie. It, was, it had made a good comedy sketch, really, because we were trying to do keepy-uppies, but yeah. it, the ball going 30 yards and we're having to run after it, pick it yeah. up. As we were going to pick it up, we were kicking it out of our hands. It was proper... <laughs> It was like idiots. I remember the video, because you do it like the old Wembley Stadium on the yeah, wall. Yeah, yeah. Because... Uh, a girl I used to know, I think she was Izzy, she was a massive Embrace fan and she was like chiming because she was in the video. Yeah. And like, oh yeah, I can't believe in the video. Yeah, see, they did it kind of, they were half-arsed with us really. I mean, we were last minute, obviously they'd been let down by somebody and uh, all the, this kept saying, oh, we'll get all the England team involved, you don't worry about it, yeah. you know, the Rooney and Beckham will be in it and all this stuff. But they were all into like rap and you know, the hip-hop, they weren't into mm-hmm. indie music, so none of them got involved Stuart at Pierce, all. though. Yeah. He, he oh, punk. no, Pierce, yeah. yeah he adores punk rock, doesn't he? Yeah, he knows his stuff. He likes indie as well, but mm. yeah, I've met him a couple of times at Strangler's yeah. gigs, and we did a Sky Sports thing once, and I met him at that. Ah, cool. He just seems like a badass. It was being quick. It, it, it was being played intros to Strangler's songs, and he had to guess them, and I think he got three out of five. That was pretty good. I went up to him and said I'd have got five out of five. <laughs> it's a lot smaller in real life. Well, do you know Ariel Salad? Yeah. Because he, uh, he got their, their song on the football programmes. Oh, right. Which I thought was really cool. Yeah, I like Psycho. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so like you say, but, uh, it, we did uh, those gigs with Landshark, Spotted Embrace. Yeah, that was amazing. Was, wasn't that it? was so much fun. <laughs> but, yeah, like, every night, like, your fans are fans for life. But they were shocked with us that they didn't know how to take oh, us, Oh, yeah, really. they had no idea. Remember when we were playing in Sheffield? And we came off today, I got the crowd shout, fuck you, Chris, to my brother, even though you were there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just for the hell of it. But uh, I remember like being in the backstage room and then uh, reading some people being instantly yeah. putting messages yeah. on the lunch like, What the fuck is that? <laughs> hey, what was it? It's like going, uh, not a bad band, but I wish you singer would fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, this singer has a name and it is Mikey. How dare you? <laughs> And this bulletproof, you can't hurt him. Is that the worst review I've ever had, man? But yeah, I was just yeah, like, that was amazing. That yeah, how but how loyal your fans are. Like you see the same people every night, and, it, and they stand in the same spot as well. Yeah, and they get upset if new people come in and stand in their spot. Oh, it's do they? Like that, yeah. yeah, like it. And then 
this was something else I noticed is uh, after the first um, Landshark shows that we got, I got loads of friend requests from Embrace fans. Oh, yeah. So many. Oh, yeah. yeah like they, want to know, they want to know all the gossip, you say. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Oh, I was sending them dick pics at you. <laughs> <laughs> cool. But I, I want some of this Embrace gossip. Like, number one, what's the most you've ever spent on a music video? Um, two or three have been £100,000. Whoa. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Back in the day, everything had to be on thirty-five uh, mil film, which I think it used to cost about ten quid just in film and stuff. And then you've got all we'd do these videos like um, good, good people, and the, I think the English football one might, might be been hundred grand. But you've got a cast of thousands making it. There's like assistant, yeah. first assistant, second assistant, all these people, and you know you're in a like caravan outside being waited on hand and foot. And, Was there a buffet table? Oh, everything. Oh, yeah, okay. and it's like literally. <laughs> 30, 40 people making yeah. that video all getting decent whack. And, you know, they, I think the video director gets 10% or something. Oh, so really? They, yeah. Holy shit. So, yeah, but it had to be good quality to go on MTV. Nowadays, you just film it on your phone for nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the beauty of today, you know. You could probably make a video for nothing, couldn't you, actually? I've done it many times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I did, I did but, one uh, here for um, Labrador where I'm a dog singing. I think the most we've ever spent on the video is like 500 quid. Yeah, but you've got to remember, it was we were on Hut, which was part of Virgin, yeah. and they had Placebo, The Verve, Gomez, and us all on this little label, all kicking off, selling loads of records. Yeah. They also had Spy Skills on Virgin, selling millions of records. Oh, there was yeah. a so lot of money they had around. The money there, yeah. So the, and, uh, yeah, once you sell a few records, then they start, you know... Saying it's out of your control, really. Suddenly you're spending hundred thousand pounds, and then when you get dropped, eventually you realise you've spent half a million pounds on videos that's got to be recouped that's, by yeah, record sales, yeah, yeah, which we'll never ever do. Yeah, yeah. So we've never scary. recouped anything. You know, <laughs> I think we left Virgin owing them about three or four million. No way. Yeah. But it was cool though. <laughs> I'd rather have some money. <laughs> yeah, 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 of course. But like, um, I remember you saying, one, it, was it the second album where you rented a, a mansion or something? Yeah, we were recording Soundworks in uh, Leeds with Tristan Nor- Norrell. Norwell. Um, and we were kind of doing demos in there. And it's a, it's a really small studio with no daylight. Yeah. And after a month or so, I said, hey, we're going a bit crazy. And said, let's get out of here and go and do what Led Zeppelin did and do it in a... A mansion. In a big scary So he rang them up. They said yes. Literally hired this sort of... It was half derelict. The top two floors were... There was nothing... You know, it was quite... Yeah. It, it, brilliant for ghost hunting. Yeah, yeah. I, was Probably, I wouldn't have gone up there on my own on a night. <laughs> it's scary. But yeah, the downstairs had been done up a, a bit. But it had a massive ballroom. And in that ballroom, we had like a massive hi-fi system. A te- table tennis table. Two pinball machines brought in. Wicked. And so every night it was like we were, you know, we were all smoking about 20, 30, 40 a day as well. So yeah, we're yeah. all like playing table tennis, smoking, pinball, smoking, with gin and tonic in our hand as we're playing. Proper nineties loaded magazine. Yeah. So and we so. had uh, like these uh, two caterers in there, twenty four hours a day, and the fridge was full constantly of nice food. So you'd go and get a beer, and you say, "Oh, chicken drumsticks." So you walk out with chicken drumstick in your hand <laughs> and a can of lager. And after about three months of that, we're all the stone heavier. <laughs> did you have like, did you have like waiters coming around serving you? It meals? was actually we did. Have, we had like big meals for the table, and they served us 
not waiters, but that's pretty yeah, cool. Two, uh, I can't remember the names. So how did you end up leaving Virgin owing three million? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, if I could go back, I'd go back to that time actually, because we had parties every weekend. I'd invite all friends and family down. Yeah, and we'd do what we called spooky tours back in the day, because it had a really spooky cellar with a railway track in the middle of it. Mm. It had a room. It went in, and there's like a an old projector. Yeah. You know, you know, it's like, what the hell they're watching down here kind of thing. In, That's in like the, the start of some horror movie. Yeah, it's like, there's a snuff thing going on here. And then you go into the next room, there was like a, like, just a, like an act, it was like a wood chopping room, so there's an axe in, in a trunk of a tree, just <laughs> in the middle. It's like straight out of a horror film. And there's one coal bunker and all that stuff. But yeah. it was massive. Then on, upstairs, I had some really strange rooms where there's like uh, fly, dead flies everywhere and... That's uh, the sign of witchcraft, man. And windows had been broken, so there's like leaves all over the floor, and then you could go up a tower onto the roof itself, which was like a massive stately home. Yeah, yeah. And we used to lay on the roof on a night, looking at the stars, drunk. <laughs> how long were you there for? Three or four months. Holy shit! Yeah, yeah. That's amazing. Imagine that, how much that would have cost. Enough! <laughs> <laughs> and we were all, well, first album sold half a million, yeah. 600,000. So second one should, they'll all buy one for the friends, so we'll sell a million, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it sold half as much. And then the third Stunned. one, half as much again. <laughs> <laughs> but you're like, your last album that came out last year, which is called? How to Be a Person. Like to, yeah. That went top ten? Yeah, we did. Number nine, yeah. So, uh, it's a different world now, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, back then it had to be like, Sell three hundred thousand or what to get in the top ten. Four and a half thousand now. Shut up. Yep. That's really upsetting because I didn't even get in the top forty. <laughs> <laughs> top forty, you'd probably need about a thousand, two thousand. No yeah. way. What, is that because of all like streaming sites and stuff though? Isn't it? That's counted in it though. I think. Is it? I think it's all weighted in it. I think it's a no thousand idea. streams equals an album or something. I'm not not quite sure, but it's. I think it's yeah. all weighted. That's great. Yeah. But yeah, yeah so congrats, congrats <laughs> on still getting top 10 albums. Oh, it's though. brilliant, yeah. yeah. It's amazing after all this time. Is that every album has been top 10? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should retire now and stop and just leave it at that. <laughs> have you ever had a number one? No. Uh, album. Oh, you have had three, three number one. ones. Yeah. yeah. God, yeah. A number two single. Mm-hmm. Did you ever win a Brit? We won Best New Band at the yeah, no, first album. What year was that? 98, I think. I went in 99 to Brit Awards. Uh, my mate won a, a competition and I met uh, Dame Bowers, uh, who was there with another level, and we were on a table like <laughs> Cleopatra. Do you remember them? Cleopatra, yeah, yeah. And Chris Eubank was walking around just offering his autograph. Isn't it amazing? Just star nuts. spotting. Just yeah, like... And it was uh, Huey from Fun Loving Criminals was with the girl out of All Saints who had just broken up with Robbie Williams. And like right. Cher played, Whitney Houston played, Arrhythmics played with. Um, Stevie Wonder and Placebo played with David Bowie singing. Wow. It was just like nuts. <laughs> I was like, what is going on here? I, I, I was dressed so nice as a like, long leather jacket. You're trying to be, were you trying to be cool or were you just going, running around going, ah? I was trying to be cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, not trying. I was, I was very cool. I wasn't very cool. Like that, <laughs> no, but you weren't. Yeah, my little Liberty Spikes in. I looked like I was in some shitty boy band, big baggy pants. On. I remember meeting Mark Radcliffe and I was more into him because I liked I liked Mark Radcliffe and the music. He was the new John Peel one, he really. Yeah, liked, yeah, yeah. Was he in Screwdriver? No, I don't think so. I think he wasn't. What, which Screwdriver? The original Screwdriver wasn't racist and horrible. No, yeah. it was. Was it the first one or the second one? They were all pretty racist and horrible. Oh, yeah, right. yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, he used to come to Huddersfield a lot. So oh, no way. Yeah, knew all the area. Well, uh, when I, I put on like the socials that you were doing this podcast, that's a, a question I got asked. Is um, So when 
Uh, can you ask him, does he consider uh, Embrace to be a Leeds band or a Huddersfield band? Well, we're more Huddersfield than Leeds, I suppose. That's what I said, yeah. 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 First gigs we ever did were at Duchess of York. We mean the band. I did yeah, yeah. six there before we got signed. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean... And three of us born in Halifax, two of us born in Bradford, so not nothing yeah, to relate. That's pretty much Huddersfield, isn't it? Yeah. So, Sean O'Toole, there, there's your answer. Huddersfield, <laughs> mate. Huddersfield. So, and I've done a bit of painting and decorating in Huddersfield on the slide. Yeah. <laughs> Don't tell the tax man. Well, that's weird because the tax office listens to this podcast weekly right. just to okay, catch well, up. I owe you 20 quid. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you've got, you've got some big tasting coming up this year. Got well, we've got the Peace Hall, which is one of the most special gigs we've ever done in our life, really. It's unbelievable, it's a Peace Hall. You know, like the vi- last time you played there, I remember seeing the videos. I was going to come over and then I think I was ill or something. Oh, right. Well, it was but a beautiful day, which is rare. Yeah. Beautiful place and it was a great reaction. Fantastic. And it's really, because it's my hometown as well, and it's kind of, Halifax has had its up and downs over the years. It, when we were kids, it was kind of really busy, then it's died and died and died. And all pubs were a bit crap and yeah, old-fashioned, yeah. and it were all, you know, but ele- the, electric, you know, John Smith's. It, and now it's all craft ales and it all that. It really turned yeah, around, yeah. It's, it's I really mean, cool. uh, I lived in Halifax for a little bit. Uh, my brother had a pub called The Plummet Line. Plummet? Yeah, did you You're see joking. Yeah, he, he, he was manager there. And, uh, oh, that's the one that oldest pubs around. We've been going uh, there since we were about 15. It's creepy, man. So I used to go there, and what was it called? Uh, this place at it used to turn into a, like a, a mosher club on a Friday night. And, but everybody in there, even the staff, were like 15. <laughs> it was great. Um, I, I yeah, I know what you mean. I can't yeah. remember. No, is it Tramshed? Tramshed, yeah. yeah. Some, there was, was it Tramshed? Somewhere there. was a Tramshed. I'm not sure which era. And the yeah. Old Cock. Did you remember? Yeah. Oh, they used to have bands on in the Old yeah, Cock. Yeah, you used to play there a bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, but yeah, Halifax is, is cool. Now. Now it is. Yeah. Peace Hall looks amazing. Yep. And so how many does it hold? Five and a half thousand. Sweet. Have you got the full lineup? For our gig? Yeah. It's as Star Sailor and Eva. Not Eva. Is it Eva? Ella. 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 Yeah. Eva's Rick's. So Ella, Ella's. Yeah. Ella's. Ella's, yeah, Ella's is that Danny's kid? Rick's daughter. Rick's daughter. She's brilliant. She's going to be massive if there's yeah, any. Yeah, she did the, the last Embrace, didn't she? Yeah, she's got yeah. loads of talent and loads of confidence and charisma. Yeah. yeah. Nepotism at its finest. It is well. I mean, we got, that's how we got lunch out on. <laughs> that's how the world works, isn't it? That right, that right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, that's what I loved about when we did that Embrace tour, and it was like a case of our fourth, fifth, and sixth gigs were sold out, crazy giant venues. I've always thought it must. It would be amazing if the Land Sharks got like to go on tour and do a tour bus thing with because Sam was so excited wasn't he and I was so excited and you were yeah. yeah I'd never been on a nightliner before it was... it'd be amazing it'd be such a laugh yeah <laughs> probably yeah. probably I'll be dead at the end of it like but always I mean I mean one thing which shows how successful you are as a band is how I base it is the size of your rider all oh, right yeah it's and crazy there was a lot of booze yes and, and, well, um, what happens at the start is that everyone puts in, oh, get me a bottle of gin, oh, get me two bottles of red, and it all starts off massive. Yeah. And as the tour goes on, it says, oh, we don't need any more gin because we've got three bottles stacked up now. Yeah. Now we don't need any more red because we've got eight bottles stacked up. And it kind of, by the end of the tour, the, the booze order goes down and down and down. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, we're paying for it anyway. What people don't realise, <laughs> like, riders and bands paying yeah, for it. it, so it, comes, it comes, what you, comes up the back end, doesn't it? Yeah, so whatever you ask for, it's your money. I mean, I remember what I was amazed about. And I kept on saying to Sam, going, 
Have you seen their rider? They've got two cooked chickens. Yeah. I've, I've seen one before, but two well, One time we had chickens. five. Five rotis, yeah. like one apiece. Yeah, because like everyone's like doing Atkins and stuff, just eating meat, so they're just devouring chicken every day. Yeah. For about two weeks until no one could stand at the sight of chicken. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that amazed me. I was just shocked. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I mean, they're only about five quid, so it's not. I know. I just. I don't know idea. why. You know, there was stacks. It's only like a was... couple of triangle sandwiches, isn't it? And you feed. But there was like stacks of booze there, and that's all I could focus yeah. on. Was like two cooked chickens. Like, nobody's touched them. They're just there. There's all stuff that people order, like for it, like ginger, and that up mounts up, and no one, you know, ginger, lemon, and honey. Yeah, oh, bands always want that. Yeah. Never use it. Never use it. Never. Just throw it in the bin. I mean, I've had some weird riders come through in the time. I bet. I usually go home at the end of the tour with a lot of tuna fish <laughs> and some peanuts. That you catch make. just loving you. <laughs> well, it's not for them, it's for me. Uh, I remember, uh, you know, Agnostic Front. Yeah. Uh, they were playing uh, at a parish once. It was the last night in the tour. And that, the two of us went, big night liner. Like, oh, that was nice. And I was about to go home and I went out the back gate just to check. And they dumped their whole riders from the whole tour there on the side of the thing. I went home with like a hundred cans of Coke and so on. Wow. Just like, get a taxi, get it all in the boot. I didn't have to do a big shot for weeks. You just end up with like, like a big bin liner full of Yorkshire tapas, which is kind of like yeah. ham, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pot yeah, pies yeah. and stuff that everyone's meat, not eating. Cold meat cuts and <laughs> cold cheeses and, uh, and bananas. And so if you're really tight, you can take it all home and live off it for a week or so. Oh, man, yeah. yeah. I, so if there's any spirits left, I'll take them home yeah. make sure I get one of them. I, I, like when we do riders at our place, it's like, uh, I always have a look at the end at night and say, no, they've left this. Yeah. Yep, yeah, nice one. Nice one. <laughs> But, um, so, you've been part of the indie scene for 26 years, you were saying. Yeah. But your heart lies in punk rock. That's where, that's what got me into wanting to be in a band, I think. Yeah. What what bands? Um, well, when I was 15, well, what happened is, like, I used to listen to the radio every week and listen, and this, you know, the old school where you've got your fingers on the play and record, ready to record yeah, anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I used to like Sweet and Mud and T-Rex and all these mm. kind of glam and Slade and things like that, all yeah. glam bands in the 70s. And then suddenly, I remember buying like ABBA for some reason, Take a Chance on Me. ABBA a good pretty tune. good, man. Yeah. yeah. And a couple of other things, like even Borny M. And then next Bad week, next week, yeah, Bad I did. <laughs> then the next week it was like If the Kids Are United by Sham 69 and yeah. then Boomtown Rats. And then in about a matter of two weeks, I'd gone from liking pop music stuff just to liking punk and that was it yeah 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 so somehow it was just clash pistols and all that stuff then i went to i went to see the dickies at george's all what a band and our first gig i ever saw yeah. my mate took a banana to throw at them <laughs> everyone, he says everyone will be taking bananas so i threw it at stage and they stopped playing <laughs> who's throwing this <laughs> So then it was like, this was all at George's Hall in Bradford. Yeah, yeah. So it was Dickies, then week after, I think it was Susie and Cure, The Damned the week after, month after, whatever, and Joy Division and Buzzcocks together. And all my first gigs were there and they were all amazing, you know. It was like, before punk was a uniform, it was kind of... Ooh, I like that. It was more, fa it was fancy dress then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone was trying out every different look they could think of. You'd have loved it, because it was like, people just went with green faces. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was dressed in a bin bag, or, you know. <coughs> hey, so, good for them, man. Good for that, them. That, the punk look didn't come in until early 80s, did it, with like discharge yeah. and stuff like that, where it's all leather jackets. Studs. studs. Yeah, studs, man. Which I loved. <laughs> <laughs> did you have one? Yes, yeah. 
I used to have a studded belt. I've got studded belts now. Yeah. I had a leather jacket, put all studs in it, painted on the back. What did you paint? I had uh, a discharge one. Uh, is it D-Control where he's got his hand out or something? That yeah, one, yeah, I yeah, yeah. That and I painted a big, in my bedroom, I had a big stranglers, ratus thing that I painted in my bedroom as well. So That's cool. Or into all that. And then obviously, like, then it got into crass, came along and that scared the shit out well, of me. We had Carol Hodge last week who's worked with Steve Ignorant and they're just doing the crass tours. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I went to see him in the hospital. Yeah. yeah, good deal. We all got COVID. <laughs> so it twice. Five of us got COVID and I think the crass bass <coughs> player got COVID that night as well. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, we're good. To, it's it doesn't work as well as it did back in the day because when we used to go and see him, like uh, where what year is it? Eighty one, eighty two, or something. But they'd all be dressed like in boil, black boiler suits. Yeah. They'd have all these like they almost look like Nazi drapes behind them, but it's all anarchy and peace and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they had TV screens showing like horrible vivisections and nuclear wars and all this stuff going on in the background. So not and it felt it. It felt, yeah, we were 15 and like everyone else probably 18 night and we felt like this was kind of really scary, almost like a political rally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, there were never any trouble, but there was always hints of trouble outside. You saw bubbling underneath. Yeah, I remember going to see Conflict, which were, crass were anarchy and peace, but not, uh, whereas Conflict were that, with yeah. direct action. So they were, you know, they were there, the guys going, letting out animals from vivisection yeah, yeah, stuff yeah, and yeah, all this stuff and causing trouble. And I remember going to see them. Manchester must have been about 50 coppers outside. You had to walk through them to get into the gig, and there's about 50 punters see, in the gig. That's bad, that's bad, that's bad. That's bad. <laughs> rock was punk rock. <laughs> yeah, that did feel a bit dangerous. That. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, who are you listening to at the moment? Anyone that people should check out? Uh, I like the OCs. I'm obsessed with the OCs. Yeah, you've talked about I like War on Drugs a lot. Chill out. They're playing the piece all that they want. Yes, I managed to get on guest list. I was going to see if you could get, you might as well get uh, guest list. Yeah, quite varied, mate. Uh, yeah. Last yesterday, I was listening to Nick Cave, um, Distillers. I was listening to oh, always, always. I listen. like the Distillers. Yeah, yeah, Distillers. So you can't listen to punk all the time, you know. No, 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 it's true. It's, it's just you've got to be in the mood. I was painting yesterday, so I had a varied collection of mm -hmm. stuff going on. I even listened to Japan, if you remember them. I do remember yeah, Japan. Back in the day. Have you listened to Turnstile yet? I got Mike into it. I keep forgetting that. You need turnstile. They're so good, yeah. man. I'll send you a link. Yes. Yeah, uh, I got Mike into it. He loves them now. Right. I listened to Refused. Shape, oh, Shape of Punk to Come. Classic what, album. What man. an album. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. got everything on it. It's yeah. jazz. It's freaking it's dance. Genius. It's genius. Absolute yeah, genius. It is. When uh, they reformed a few years ago, I went to uh, see them over in Manchester Academy, and it was just yeah. insane. The bet. best frontman I've ever seen. Like, he did a. threw the mic in the air. Did like this backwards roll into the splits, caught the mic, then like was suddenly back on his feet. And just going, Holy shit! I don't really know anything about them. Just about ten years ago, I just sat bored at home and just typed in best punk albums of all time, and it, that That's was always, always in the top yeah. five. Always, yeah. Dead Kennedys, Fresh Fruit, yeah. Pistols, obviously, and that I, were always. And there. it was on a great label, Burning Heart, who had like Melancholy and the Hives. Oh right, yeah, right. All, like, the Hives, great. All these European like punk bands. Yeah, my brother's a major punk because he's. He's even through all his life, he's just gone to punk gigs. So, and he loves American punk bands. He used to go and see the Dwarves all the time when yeah. they came over. And, and he used to go on his own because he didn't have anyone to go to. And he'd all come on, go and see this. Because everyone was married and settling yeah, yeah. down. And it, but he'd still be like driving to Manchester, driving to Hull, driving to Liverpool just to see all these little bands yeah. flying in. And he just kept going. You know, wasn't really interested in indie, but 
if you want to talk punk, my brother's the guy who knows. Right. Because <laughs> I've got this massive gap that is, is not, it's just kept going since it was yeah. like 13, 14. A lifer. Yes. A true believer. Yeah. And he's an accountant, you know, it's the most boring job in the, <laughs> the world. The most punk job of all, man. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so anyway, Steve, <clears throat> that was the music we've talked about in Brace, talked about your little punk, talked about land sharks. Now we're going to get to the meat. Right. We're going to talk about. Ghosts. <laughs> I always start this the same way, Steve. Do you believe in ghosts? Um, intellectually, not at all. But there's part of me that I would not want to be in a spooky house on my own at mm. night. And, you know, the films that scare me the most are not the slasher, gory horror films. Ghost but ones. your ghost ones, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Anything with ghosts. Them are James. Uh, Lovecraft kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Spooky Victorian. Ha- Hammer, they scare me a bit. Did you ever see The Conjuring? Yes, I've seen The Conjuring. Shit, yeah. And Woman in Black? Oh, I started that, but I never... Got scared? No, I didn't get scared. <laughs> Dude, it's okay to admit if you're scared, man. We all get scared. I found it very scary. Uh, There's no way that should have been a PG. No, but there's... The zombies and things like that, not interested, yeah. but yeah, something about ghosts, um, kind of. The unknown. Yes, it is. Like you say, like intellectually not all, but there's something in you that goes. Well, yeah, well, I've been ghost hunting. My, my friend Craig, he's massively into ghosts and, you know, true believer. Mm-hmm. So I've done three of the most haunting nights with him. What? Did, where did you go? Um, I've been to Bolling Hall, been to Hodroyd House, which was near Barnsley. Then the best one was the Galleries of Justice in uh, Nottingham. Yeah. It's an old courthouse, so it's a proper old-fashioned wooden, you know, seventies TV yeah. courthouse, you know. And below it's got these really old cells, but below that level there's caves. Oh, and shit. that's where in the Middle Ages they just like dump you down in the cave in the darkness and just let you starve to death, just leave you there. That's not very nice. So they tell you all this stuff, yeah. gets you all tense, and yeah, the yeah. All lights are off. It's like midnight, two o'clock in the morning, winter hours. Then they turn the lights off in the caves, Ooh. and it's quite, yeah, it's quite. Do, you, do you like seances? And yeah, they do seances and wages. No, no. Mm. And none of these ghost hunts have you ever like had like some Ouija board creepiness or all? No, because I know I know what it is, and it's the idiomotor thing. It's called. It's your involuntary finger movements. You're actually pushing it without you or being aware of it. Nah, you, you say so you, you I, say you know what it is, but. Do you, are you just looking for excuses? This sounds like an excuse. I, I'm scared when you do it. Yeah, because, yeah. I mean, it's tension with a lot of people as well. So Yeah, it's all heightened. It's kind of, some people are getting proper scared, you know, mm-hmm. and freaking out. Uh, I did one once, and it freaked me the fuck out, man. Because <laughs> that, thing, that thing was moving, and it was not nice. Right, all right. <laughs> like all the hairs. Well, it would with me, yeah. Yeah, just like, really, yeah. just not a good time. But yeah. why do you think people have this obsession with the paranormal, with ghosts and stuff? Um, it makes life more interesting, doesn't it? <laughs> I mean, an afterlife is, you know, with it's part of everyone's makeup in it. If you're not into ghosts, you're into religion. It's not, I mean, probably half the people don't believe anymore, but probably something deep inside us, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, um, Carol last week had this, uh, some like, good opinions about uh, what she thinks about happening. So about sandstone and like um, almost catches things like a cassette catches music. Oh, that's a stone tape. Yeah, I've read tape, yeah. stone tape. is. Uh, I used to think that made sense that, you know, sort of magnetic, you know, 
magnetic ions that don't like ferrous ions in the rock might yeah. act like you know trap emotions and then it'd just be a loop but then i found out it was a it was a christmas horror story that was done on the bbc in 1972 and it was just someone's story that they came up with. And then since then, people have started to believe in it. Yeah, and there's a science of it. There's no way the science works. I, but well, I did think it was good. Unpopular opinion. I'm not a big believer in science, mate. Right, okay. And I think, you know, <laughs> a bit bullshit in it. Always gets proved wrong eventually. Well, that's the nature of it, yeah. yeah, it's yeah, the, yeah. the best current knowledge, all it means, isn't it? Exactly. So and it's open to... If you see a ghost and everything... Yeah, if a ghost exists, you know, yeah, if you yeah, can yeah. prove it. Yeah, but it's like like uh, when people say, you know, going, yeah, show me the proof. Well, why do you know photos or videos? And I'm always like, there's fucking hundreds of thousands of photos and videos. I'm going to show you one in a bit. Okay. Um, the other thing as well, I read most ghosts, ghosts aren't um, visual. Most They don't see like a body walk through a room. They feel something or the, the yeah, temperature yeah. changes or they'll see a shadow. That, uh, or they'll hear something. Feeling a dread in your stomach. Yeah, yeah, so it's more that than... Like seeing sort of woman in black, and why are they all always Victorian as well? Answer me that one. Oh, they're not always, man. They're not always. Um, uh, Tim, the guitarist in Shiraz, was telling me about um, his mum's got some wicked ghost stories. Like I say, I, think, I always say mum's aren't liars. So, mum's aren't liars. When, uh, when uh, a mother tells a ghost story, because my mum's told me some of the past from when she worked at St. Luke's and stuff, you know, I, I take that as gospel. But he was there uh, going, um, she's always had a bit of a thing where she can sense stuff. And she was driving once, and um, she started saying to like, people in the car, for going, what's this idiot doing in front of us? And I was like, what do you mean? Going, this idiot here, like, going on about some cyclist or something in front of us. And I was like, what are you on about? There's nobody there. You're going, right there, what the hell is he doing? Then, uh, went about half a mile down the road. That guy who uh, she'd seen in front of the car, dead on the side of the road, he'd, he'd been knocked off his bike. No, the exact same guy. Spooky, if it's true. Yeah, yeah, spooky. <laughs> like, each, each week, each episode, I've been... Uh, Showing people this picture. It's uh, I was out in Florida uh, a few months ago mm-hmm. and uh, met with my buddy Brad from The Attack, who are an amazing band. Right. He lives out there. And uh, he wasn't a believer until this time where he was on a video chat to his missus and stuff and like going, oh, I'm saying this supposedly haunted hotel. It's so spooky. Just taking mm-hmm. a piss. Ah. And uh, then she sent him a picture back saying, did you see what you picked up? God. <laughs> When I saw this, I was like, holy shit. Oh, shit. That's in an empty hallway. Yeah, there was no one else there. And, but that was behind. Yeah. Not nice, is it? No, I mean, that would freak me out. <laughs> yeah. The trouble is, nowadays, you can't really believe anything you see on internet as well because it's yeah. a lot of it is people's, like, art projects or the, 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 I mean, the degree course that they're find, doing. You and find the, the Japanese ones are always like really creepy, but then you're there going, it's always a girl in white with black oh, hair yeah. over her face. You know, like the, seen, uh, what is it, the ring? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I've seen, I've seen uh, I watch a thing called Nukes, and it, it hasn't been on a few weeks, um, but on YouTube, and many a times that shit me up, especially if I'm home alone. And I'm watching it at bedtime. So now I watch ghost videos in the day. Because, yeah, I've got I've got nine months at home alone at the moment. Oh God, what, what are you going to be like at the end of that? You're already making yourself up into a woman. <laughs> I look good you in do. drag, man. I look good in drag. Uh, do you have any ghost stories? No, not not say I've ne- never experienced anything. Like I said, I would not have walked 
on the top floor of Batsford Manor where we recorded our second album at night on me on no way. I didn't even like being in my bedroom on a night because it yeah. was, had a, there was a spooky air to it. That's it, yeah, yeah we can sense it. Like yeah, it's yeah. so like we get under the covers. I've talked on this podcast before about Jeff, the one we've got in our house. Jeff's, I hope he's not listening, is a dick. <laughs> <laughs> he locks people in the bathroom all the time, uh, knocks on the front door, just as awful things around the house. Like, it turns the taps on when you got into bed, turns them on full, and you've got to go really? into Oh, yeah. That's and, a bit um, strange. And now, like <laughs> I say, because uh, I'm alone for like uh, these three well, months. Well, I've the lights on, oh. I think. Uh, the other morning, I was in bed uh, taking a piss out of my dog because he's blind and dead. He's, he's so <laughs> he cute. So I was just like, there could be a train. But having to pull him onto the bed because he can't get up. And then he decided to knock really loudly on the wall of my bedroom. Mm. And that was a new one. I wasn't happy about that. I did a God's sake Jeff God's sake Jeff why are you doing this to me <laughs> so I did what any brave man in his mid-twenties would do <laughs> I got up in my box of shorts put on my Crocs got the dog and went outside <laughs> <laughs> like, come on let's just stand out here have my coat on just my boxes we'll go back in in a bit once I've got brave have you heard the one about it's like low frequency that, that's another one yeah to, yeah um, there's a, I watched this TV programme once that I thought I'd explained it all. And it was like, I don't know the guy, it might have been a, psych, a psychologist. Is, is that the word, psychologist? Yeah, yeah. yeah, psychologist. And he was also a fencer and he was in um, in his like workshop and he was going to fix his rapier, is it? So anyway, he puts in a vice and it starts vibrating and he feels this, like also like someone behind him all the time, he keeps looking and it just seems someone disappear. And he's getting really on edge and, he and it's vibrating, he doesn't know what's going on. So he goes around the room thinking, you know, he's been scientific about it, turning things off. And they eventually turned off the air conditioning, the new air conditioning unit, and it yeah. stopped vibrating and suddenly felt good again. Yeah, I've heard that out. before with like fridges and pubs and, and stuff. Um, so then he invented this, this helmet and did a proper test in the, the lab where it was like, was it electric currents, I think? I can't remember if it's an electric current or this is a low frequency, but it, it tests people out and people tend to see have a, whatever their background is. So if you're an Indian, you might see some sort of Indian kind of apparition, like a, a god. Yeah. If you're re really religious, you might see Jesus or God. If you're into ghosts, you might see ghosts. If you're into aliens, you might see aliens. Right. If you're an agnostic, so, so don't believe in anything, you don't see anything. You're just tripping so, balls. So it's all, uh, how it affects you is all to do with you know, your prior beliefs. But then I've also read that when they did a double-blind experiment on it, it didn't work at all. So the people were just tripping yeah, yeah. balls just because they thought they, was in the, you know, they, thought they were going to do that. So it's all like suggestion. So the minds are very strange. The mind is a very strange yeah. thing. And uh, they say, uh, some, um, that killed people on the past ones, uh, you, people with like, heightened emotions sometimes attract this sort of thing. Like... Uh, Portlegeist activity to say normally um, it's due. That's usually pubescent girls in tins. That's what, one of the things, yeah, like, the that chair. came up last week. Is like, so going, is, is, is that a thing? Maybe like. The other thing is the brain's looking for patterns all the time. And uh, I've read that it's better to sort of get it wrong and see stuff when, when, it's, not, when it's not there than to miss something that's there. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, if you're like a, our ancestors, if there's a tiger or whatever, a predator. After you, you, you need to be able to see that. So, but 
So it's better to see it when it's not there and run away because you're safe, you survive. Yeah. So it's like, you know, the ones that ran away all the time su- survived it. So yeah, the one, so. yeah, yeah, so I don't know. There's a lot. Well, I've got a couple of ghost stories because uh, I do get people to send in because people love to talk about ghosts. You find if you're anywhere with five people, at least one or two of them yeah, will have so a I've got two ghost. mates that are massive, massive believers. Yeah. And, and everyone seems get, to have a ghost story. Yeah. It's like I've had people come up to me in the pubs and stuff started doing this and just like start telling me their stories. So mm. I've been asking people to send them in. Like I say, if you do have one and you want it to be on this show, do send it to MrSharettes underscore gigs at hotmail.com. Also, wherever you're watching or listening to this, do give it a rating and upvote or whatever you do because I got told that's good. It gets it out to more people. Yeah. But uh, I've been sent two. And would you like to hear them, Steve? Yes. Are you ready to... Well, I sleep tonight. No, mate, no. Um, This one is quite interesting because I've I've heard this sort of thing before. Um, There we go. uh, My granddad told me a story about how one time he was sitting in a chair outside his house and he heard his wife repeatedly calling him from inside the house. The thing is, my grandma had died quite a few years before that. But he was saying that the voice was definitely her. It was like, it sounded exactly like her. So, so much so that he's like, my wife's in the house. So he got up to go into the house. And like, hello, just saying hello. And uh, just as he went in, he heard a massive bang. And part of the roof had fallen off and hit exactly where he was sat. Fuck. Crushing it completely. It's like going, you know, he could have killed him. Like, do we don't know if it's paranormal or not, but every time he thinks about it, he just sends chills down my spine. That's a good one. Yeah, well, I've heard about this sort of thing. My brother Chris, uh, when he was a kid, used to get asthma really bad. Mm. And um, he'd like, have massive asthma attacks. And um, I think it must have been about eight or nine, he had an asthma attack in his sleep. And my mum came in, like, helped him sit up, went, come on, rubbed his back, rubbing his head, going, are you okay, you know, just breathe, just breathe, mm. and calm down, put him back to sleep. Thing is, when he brought it up to my mum the next morning, was not my mum. Yeah? wasn't my mum because he, he didn't he didn't actually look at the lady or anything like that he just presumed it was my mum because that's the only woman in the house <laughs> but um, my, my mum's mum passed when my mum was 16 and she's always felt like she's like looking over right. so she thinks maybe it was like her mum coming in and sitting up and making sure that he's okay like protecting because I've heard it like many times like this sort of like people you being watching the, the so game. what is a ghost then? What is a ghost? So does it mean there's a pa- there's an afterlife and people or people <coughs> people are stuck between here and the afterlife? I have no answer. To that. And, uh, and you're saying they they they're looking down on you and well, interfering, not, look, not uh, influencing the life. Well, maybe. How does that work? I, I don't know. Where are see, they? I I don't claim to have the answers, man. <laughs> 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 no, but it's like you know, it's just like uh, maybe not, I'm not saying like looking down from heaven. You know, I'm just saying, you know, keeping a watch for Floating on a cloud naked yeah. or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I do that anyway. <laughs> uh, but yeah, just like, uh, so you're going, seeing that maybe when times of trouble or strife in a person's you life. You see, I like that stone tape thing because it's like, if there's a ghost there, it's doing the same thing yeah, all the time. Repeating. Now, it'd be a very boring afterlife, wouldn't it, that? <laughs> Depends <laughs> if you're doing something fucking cool, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jerking off into a bucket <laughs> That's ectoplasm. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that, that always interests me where you, I hear those sort of things. Uh, right. What's the other? The other one. Ooh, this is good. And it's by paramedics, so you know it's true. It's definitely true, then. Yeah. They don't lie. Yeah. Uh, so, 
paramedic. Uh, these uh, two paramedics, and uh, they've always been talk uh, where they work in ambulance land or whatever, uh, about this um, one ambulance, which everyone used to claim was haunted. Like, people hate it driving. You'd always just get an easy feeling driving this ambulance. Mm. Like, that. what was saying earlier about, like, that... Yeah. That nasty feeling in your stomach. Uh, thank you. My partner and I were working in a rural community at 3am. It was pitch dark and completely quiet. We were both dozing. I was in the driver's seat and she was in the passenger seat. I woke up to a muffled voice, but I thought my partner was talking. I, to- I told her I was trying to sleep and I closed my eyes. And then distinctly heard a male voice say, Oh my God, am I dying? Followed by a few seconds of heavy breathing. My partner and I, we both sat up straight, looked back into the patient compartment where it sounded like the voice had come from. Things were quiet for a couple of seconds. Then we heard the click of an oxygen bottle regulator and a hiss, as if it was leaking. I turned on the lights and we ran out of the ambulance. I thought a transient might have climbed in while we were asleep, so we opened the rear doors. No one was there. I checked the oxygen bottles. Neither was opened. We didn't sleep at all after that. <laughs> Haunted fucking ambulance, mate. What do you think about that? Well, they were dozing, so you can't... But they both heard it. Both heard it. But couldn't one of them just have farted or something? I don't know. Uh, I mean, I've done some weird farts in my life, but no, none of them have been sort of like, oh my God, I'm a dying. <laughs> no, the, no, the hiss. Oh, the hiss. Yeah. I mean, the hiss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, they do call farts bum ghosts. <laughs> Not heard of that. No, but you know, going down, they both heard this voice, and what a creepy thing to hear. Oh my God, I'm a dying. You need to write all this down. There's a great book in this. There is, you know. I, just wait, I want people to little bedtime stories stuff that can put you on edge. I I had it once where um, I heard a voice really loud and clear, and it shit me up. Do you remember Joseph Well in Leeds? Yeah, yeah. Well, I used to work there, like back in like the late nineties, early early nineties. It's where I saw the Twin Tower thing happening live on TV. Oh, going, Holy gosh, shit! Yeah. Uh, but uh, I remember when we first moved to Leeds, uh, we didn't have a house just yet. So my big brother, who was the manager, we just lived in the pub and just used to sleep on the couches and stuff and I was asleep one night in there and then clear as day in my ear somebody went there's somebody in the walls but it was like proper there's somebody in the walls face far away from my ear and I was just like I sat up petrified and it used to be in the World War 2 that was the morgue because that was part of the hospital and stuff and that's when they kept on bodies which is like good maybe <laughs> there is someone in the walls you know but I, I heard many a story yeah. about that place um, probably Jimmy Savile creeping around <laughs> 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 yeah you know, um, like one of the cleaners said she saw like the top half of a nurse walking down where the bands used to play once but Jimmy, it used to be like uh, higher up or uh, lower down sorry sir and then uh one of my other friends said so he was uh, there one night after it had closed and went to the toilet and came out and dripped white and he'd seen a man just looking through the glass doors. His girlfriend was like, ah, shut up, mate. She's Australian. As you can tell by, <laughs> as you can tell by the, the, wicked, the wicked impression. And then she walked up and then turned around, didn't believe in ghosts, turned around, came out there and went, we're fucking going, mate. <laughs> She's got a very deep voice, hasn't she? <laughs> yeah. She's a fucking ghost up there, mate. Tell you what, mate. So yeah, they scarpered. And they, now they live in Australia. They were that scared. They've gone to live they in left, Australia. They left yeah, the country. No ghosts over there because it's sunny. <laughs> yeah. So, Steve, <clears throat> I've asked you all, I've told you some <laughs> stories. We've talked about ghosts. Are you more of a believer now than when you walked in that door? Well, like I say, I've always been open to it because that's why I've been ghost hunting. 
but I've never seen anything. And uh, for an example, at the uh, Galleries of Justice, it was like three o'clock in the morning, all in darkness in the courtroom, and everyone's just like sort of chilling out, listening. And suddenly I hear a train in the distance, like, you know, as it's going under a tunnel, really distance at the edge of your hearing. And suddenly, like three of the girls go, oh, "Did you hear that? Did you hear that? Oh, oh that's some, what, what did they say then?" And they worked it. They, they made it into a voice. All oh, right. And yeah. so I didn't want to like go, oh, "Fucking hell, this is training yeah. event." <laughs> I wanted them to enjoy the experience. So I yeah. think what you believe beforehand, definitely, you know, if you believe in ghosts, you will see ghosts. If you don't, then you won't. Mm-hmm. So I, it's you know to, to play halfway like me. I don't think getting yeah, anywhere. Yeah, yeah. I need to go in and go right. I believe it. Because, I mean, another one, I was stood by um, a fireplace and turned all the lights off. And this this woman's going, is there anybody there? Anyone there? And, and she points at me and says, there's a little girl stood just where you are, <laughs> right in your spot. Right, yeah. can you feel her presence in you? And you've got like 30 people looking at you. And yeah. part of you thinks you've got to say yes, yeah. just to kind of fit in and make them all yeah, happy. Yeah, yeah. But I thought, no, no, no can't feel anything so I said no I can't feel anything are you sure you should feel cold because she's walking through your body and I said and I was like no I'm sorry I can't feel anything and she goes get someone else so got someone else over and they could feel it and this is what hypnotists do when you go and see a hypnotist they get you all to put your hands out and lift and the most suggestible people then they go with them. So the, so last, one, the last one standing, they go at the front because they're the, the, not mugs, but they're suggestible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas I've always been, I don't know. But it's like, yeah, not, that's what I do with Scientology. You know, they make you do that exam first. Oh, right, yeah. I did it once. <laughs> did you? No, man, I'm, I'm perfect for them. You know, I believe in everything. Have you seen the Peep Show one where they do it, where they go and no. join, a, join a cult? No, I, I, I was... Um, Just to get warm and they fill in this form. <laughs> and was, you know. I, I did... Um, I was reading a lot about cults a few years ago, and uh, for about a good two days, I was thinking maybe I should set up a cult. Yeah, well, that, that'd be so yeah. fun. I was reading how to get people in, like how they speak really quiet. Yeah, so and it's so all you, you feel as though your life's not achieved the goals that you yeah. set out to do. And like, you feel like you're not being appreciated. You feel okay. like you're, and repeating the person's name, saying, yeah, yeah, Steve. Yeah. How are you feeling today, Steve? Yeah. So. Anyway, Steve, what's yeah. going on with this, yeah. Steve? So, Steve, would you shag a ghost? You know, things like that. <laughs> Which is my next question. Would I shag a ghost? Would you shag a ghost? <laughs> it, was, uh, it was asked of me on the uh, first episode. Uh, my friend Carl asked me, would you shag a ghost? And I, I said, I always like, would you consider it cheating? Oh, <laughs> it's just cheating, isn't it? I said it, yeah, yeah I think it's cheating, yeah, you know. So no. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> that's good question. Would you shag a ghost? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's ever been asked anywhere before. Yeah, that. Well, yeah, but the people, uh, your people need to know. <laughs> <laughs> and there been some films about that sort of horror films. Entity. Entity, yeah, yeah. yeah. Tough one that film. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ghostbusters, they happen in there. Uh, oh, Ray Stance gets a blowy off a. A blowy. Yeah, he's like pants come undone, and he's in the bed going. Oh. <laughs> and that was a kids' film, you know. They shouldn't have had that. <laughs> But yeah, that so, must be the X version. I'm saying that. So Steve, uh, you know, you're doing everything not to answer this question, but would you shag a ghost? No, because <laughs> I'd get into trouble with my partner. <laughs> okay, you're single or 
If I was single, yeah. You would say, yeah. As long as it was, she was sexy. There we go, people <laughs> asking the real questions on geeks and ghosts. <laughs> but see, um, uh, we, are, we are at the end. We've talked about your music, we've talked about ghosts. Yeah, I, think about, we've, I think we've solved it, haven't we? I think we have solved it. I think we've solved the world, to be honest. Um, so, uh, do you want to tell anybody about what you got coming up? Uh, I think we've mentioned it, am I? We have mentioned I've, it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anything else you want to throw in there? No, no, just uh, get a book together with all these stories. I think I'll, I'll buy it. It'll yeah. be amazing. I can, I can, you write it, I'll draw it. Well, save all your stories and then we'll put it together. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, this has been uh, Gigs and Ghosts, episode four with Steve Firth. So do check out Embrace, check out Landshouts. Check out One Side Horse. And Mr. Shiraz as well. And Mr. Well, we know we'll all about that, Mr. Yeah, Shiraz. Yeah. Why are you joining? I tried to get you to do it. I know, one. I know. I was partying up with my brother, wasn't I? So, yeah, yeah, well. Uh, but yeah, uh, I think it's Ben Carter from Evil next week who's joining us. Right, cool. So he said he's got some wicked ghost stories. He sounds like a true believer. Yeah, that's what you need really for this. Not no, 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 no. Because I, I, I want to go on these deep dives and find out what people's mm. thoughts about ghosts. Because as somebody who just believes in everything i was having a deep dive into skinwalkers the other day and did not sleep very well skinwalkers oh i'll send you some is links. that skinwalker ranch thing yes thing? yeah oh, no. i mean i watch all this crap on sky every night i watched all ghosts well you know crap. i mean there's quite a few ghost fans on there yeah which you, you got you just got i can't explain that you'd kind of like yeah, yeah yeah a lot of pubs and stuff where the table just wobbles and glasses fall off and but you know, yeah yeah just like I can weird explain things it, yeah ghosts and it's not always like you can't say it's vibrations from lorries or earthquakes no, no, no. because you like suddenly a door will open and shut. And do you know is it the Nags Head up by the top roundabout? Do a lovely Calvary. Oh, right. Uh, I had a friend who worked there, and she, yeah, she, uh, sorry, I know it was the end of the podcast. But I've got to tell you this quickly. <laughs> uh, she was working once uh, there, and uh, the Coke dispenser. All customers like at the bar and everything. The Coke gun dispenser just suddenly came out of it, saying, "I stood in the air." straight like a snake yeah just straight and then just dropped to the floor and they were all just like going, what the fuck just happened <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty creepy <laughs> could that be pressure though like a horse pipe <laughs> <laughs> we don't live in a cartoon man that's how we <laughs> you do if anyone yeah, lives in the yeah, cartoon yeah, it's, world it's, it's you true, it's true oh <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah this has been uh, Giggs and Ghosts wherever you're listening or watching it thank you join us for Episode five next week. We're getting closer to when I'll show you the scary, spooky photo, which you've now seen as well. Oh, you're, not, you're holding that back here? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah right, you know, cool. people yeah. coming back. But yeah, do uh, leave a review, give it a rating, give it an upvote, do subscribe because it, it all helps out and makes things nice. But that has been Steve. I've been Mikey. This has been Gigs and Ghosts. See you all next time. Woo! <laughs> <laughs>